Coming at you with an exciting week one of college football. Um, some devastation on the end of Mr. Carter, but some some personal glory to talk about in terms of his personal ties, family ties, if you will, if you want to go the Kendrick Lamar route. Uh, but Sam, just tell us how you're doing on this uh, glorious yet a little bit sweaty uh, Tuesday here on the East Coast. Um, yeah, it's 81 here in Boone, so not quite that mountain weather that, that, uh, yeah. that we like, but... Um, you know, I'm, I'm inside, so yeah, it's, it's sunny, sun shining through my, through my dorm windows. So yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a nice day here as well, but uh, definitely a little bit hotter, uh, for this time of the year, uh, looking at a balmy 84 degrees, uh, opening question, Sam, let's dig deep here. You know, we're both music lovers, but you know, we deal with the problem of this isn't, we don't live in a world of vinyls anymore. We live, live in a world of skipping, you know, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever you use. But what's worse to you, Sam? An annoying intro, if you have to wait through it, or an annoying outro that you have to wait through while you're listening to music? Um, I would say, I would say outro just because, you know, on one of my personal favorite Outcast records, um, Aquim and I, yeah. they have the skits. Yeah. attached to the songs. Now, in some albums, they have the skits as separate songs. Right. But in this particular record, they they didn't edit them into their own separate songs. And so you can't just, you know, play the song right. and then, you know, let the next song play. You have to skip it or listen to the skit. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say an outro. Worse. Yeah, I got to agree with you. I mean, I think that, you know, when you're in that unskippable situation, just knowing the song is over, but still having to listen to like a skit or some, you know, instrumental, you know, just, you know, run on for a minute is just terrible. Uh, we got a lot Although, to go. Okay. I will say, you know, when you have a bad intro, it's, it is harder to skip through that because once an outro starts, you can't just skip it. Right. You have to listen to the whole intro. You have to, you know, do the the finger scrub to the to wherever you think the song's gonna start. Right. So I might change my answer actually. Okay. Both are bad, but okay. But I think I think an intro is worse. Yeah, I mean a long intro. That's just a it's just a terrible feeling um, personally. Well, we got a lot to cover this week. Um, you know, we have one huge upset, um, some surprises, and uh, just some national news. Uh, and college football is back. Um, I'm very excited to announce. And uh, it's here to stay uh, for the next uh, several months. Uh, let's start off with what I think was the early upset in Texas Christian on their home turf going down to Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. Sam, did you see this one coming at all? Um, I did. I mean, TCU lost a ton of talent. Um, and, you know, I think, I don't know if anybody really believes the hype around uh, around Colorado. Um, I can't say that I expected it to happen, but 
I, I could have foreseen this. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's certainly uh, vindicating uh, for sure for Colorado fans and for Deion Sanders to, to come in and make that statement win against a team that was in the national championship um, the previous season and to move up into the rankings uh, for week two all the way up to 22nd. Uh, so props uh, to Coach Prime. Um, you know, as he's moving forward, uh, I know very early in the season, these rankings really don't matter, but, uh, a huge win for that program against the ranked team on the road, nonetheless, in a wild game. Uh, but let's turn over to the college game day game, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, battle of the Carolinas, the super Carolassus battle. If you know, you're uh, Saturday night live, uh, North Carolina coming out kind of flat in the first half of keeping it close, but a dominant defensive second half. Um, Sam, you picked... Uh, the Gamecocks to win this one. Um, any surprises out of the performances of Drake May or the UNC defense in particular? Um, I wouldn't. I would say it was more. I, I kind of. I was thinking, you know, it was more on South Carolina just playing so flat mm-hmm. in the second half. Yeah. You know, you know me. It, it is hard to give credit to to that North Carolina defense that yeah. was so weak a year. A year ago, mm-hmm. um, so so I am going to say South Carolina came out flat compared to how they ended the season last year. Um, but you know, I guess props to to the Carolina defense. Um, Drake May, I think we kind of expected that out of him, but right, you know, yeah. I mean, I think that I have to agree with Sam. You know, this is a historically terrible defense. Hard to give them all the credit, but, um, you know, if they hold teams to 17 points per game all season, um, it's going to be exciting stuff uh, in the ACC. And, uh, you know, uh, certainly a much-needed win, um, a statement in Charlotte, and, uh, you know, excited where things are going to go. This was kind of the litmus test for this team. Um, You know, kept themselves kind of in the conversation in the ACC with this one, and um, a huge win, um, you know. Drake May with the two interceptions, the two touchdowns, kind of a up and down game for him, but um, got the job done, and uh, I think he'll uh, continue to play at an even higher rate uh, as the season progresses. Um, and then the uh, ultimately the nightcap Sunday night football uh, matchup of the week, number five LSU, um, getting absolutely thwomped uh, by their uh, ACC counterpart Florida State as Jordan Travis put on a spectacular show, three hundred forty-two yards. Four touchdowns. Florida State almost doubles up LSU, uh, 45-24. Sam, I know, you know, you and I were big ACC guys, but did you see this one coming at all? Um, I did not think Florida State would blow them out of the water. This does not shock me that Florida State wins. Um, you know, before the game, you know, on the Brian Kelly show, Brian Kelly comes out and says – we're going to destroy Florida State or something along those lines. Um, he set himself up for failure with that one. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if we were three games into the season and we kind of knew what LSU was about and we knew what Florida State was about, but um, I think that that's a bold statement to say. When you start the season number five, yeah, and you know, there's a lot of questions around, you know, your team. Um, they didn't have an incredible season last year. I guess it, it was it was great. It was a good season. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, sometimes it doesn't always translate. 
Um, but you know, good on good on Florida State. That was a great game. Yeah, I mean, uh, tremendous effort there, moving them. Um, I think into that playoff conversation for the rest of the season, they are the team to beat um, in the Atlantic Coast Conference for sure. They received some, uh, you know, top votes this week. I mean, I know yeah. we we as the media love to overhype uh, the AP poll, um, but they they definitely look like the most impressive team in my eyes. I mean, I know Georgia is still going to be considered the best team, you know, but they can't. But I think Florida State they got the win of the week um, yeah. as we look across the board there. Um, so great job uh, by the Seminoles. And uh, moving on to a little bit of heartbreak, um, I'll hand this one over to Sam Carter. He kind of knows what's coming here. Um, I'm just going to say the score, Duke 28, number nine, Clemson seven. Um, I'm Sam, I'm just let you pour your heart out here for the uh, the emotion, uh, the trials of this one. Um, I didn't see much of the first half. Uh, maybe that would have been the half to watch as a Clemson fan. Um, but, you know, all around, just a, just a bad game played by Clemson. On the other hand, a great game played by Duke. Um, but Kate Clement comes out kind of flat. Um, you know, terrible turnovers on the goal line. That That is what just absolutely killed us. Uh, I say us, but, you know. Right. I, I know Dean hates that. I mean, um, it is what it is. I just feel like I'm so used to saying that. Yeah. I'm going to keep using it for my dad's sake. All right. Um, uh, I mean, it was it was a terrible game to watch. It was horrible. This yeah. Clemson fan. Um, there's not much to say about it. It's a long season now. It's a long season. Um, you know, they have plenty of time uh, to recover from this. And, I mean, it felt like, you know, kind of one of those – surreal moments you know when we all got our phones back I, I wasn't didn't have my phone for this one I was on a uh, first year trip uh for Dartmouth College and you know we got our phones back and we we're like you know Clemson lost like really and you know I know that hurts even more for Sam but it, just a crazy feeling seeing the images yeah. of you know Duke fans rushing the field for football it, it's just a, a crazy turn of events and now Duke is ranked and I mean it's like I mean, it's just unbelievable uh, the way that uh, this is this has turned out. Um, I just got to say, I mean, credit to Duke, but um, I think Clemson definitely will be back. Um, I think they have a chance to kind of reprove themselves with that Florida State game, but that becomes even more important because now it kind of feels like a must win if they want to be in that college football playoff conversation. But as Sam mentioned, definitely, definitely. a very long season, but this one loss, uh, the way that, that that game went, that's certainly going to have to be the only loss on Clemson's resume if they want to be yeah. talked about as the uh, in the top four uh, come uh, December time. Uh, well, Sam, let's. Uh, I'll turn you back over to the good news, and uh, you can give us our Appalachian State update uh, for the week. Um, App State in second half domination over Gardner Webb. Um, Ryan Berger goes down with a broken finger. He he. Was, I can't remember exactly what his stat line was. He threw a touchdown pass. Um, but Joey Aguilar comes in, saves the day, throwing 11 for 13, uh, 174 yards, and four touchdowns in second-half domination of Gardner-Webb. Um, I was there. It was hot. It was hard to see. Um, but, you know, at-state football is hard to beat. Yeah. I'll, just, I'll just say that. 
Yeah, the, uh, the atmosphere is certainly going to be intense, and that leads us right into our conversation of week two. Uh, certainly, you know, you know, not quite the hype of week one. Um, could be some upsets, but we got two key matchups we're going to hone in on. Uh, firstly, with uh, the five fifteen matchup, everyone um, in North Carolina will be talking about, and that is the uh, North Carolina Tutorials hosting Appalachian State. Um, Sam, why don't you start the conversation off with, um, what do you feel about UNC students? You know, is there a personal rivalry here? Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, especially now. I mean, don't let my mom hear this, but, you know, go to hell, Carolina. Um, I, I can sympathize with state fans there. I will be here, or I will, not here, I will be in Chapel Hill for this game. Um, I'll be wearing my yellow and black overalls. Mm, um, classic. I might be the biggest Carolina hater, biggest App State fan well, in all of North Carolina. Well, I mean, um, let let's go, dude. That, that you set the tone there. I mean, you you laid it all on the line. Um, but you know, passion is what we live for on on Carter Lowry, and uh, you mm-hmm. know, I'm certainly. Uh, impressed um i gotta say that uh the rivalry i think is there for sure um you know after last year's epic uh you know insane brawl um heartbreak for appalachian state you know relief uh for north carolina fans this should be a very exciting you know game everybody uh you know even at dartmouth you know anybody from north carolina is talking to me about watching this game because they know if you're from the tarot state you know that this is a big one and uh, I think the rivalry is there. I think that we're going to have a nice uh, matchup of quarterbacks. We'll examine, you know, kind of the health of this uh, Mountaineer team. But of a huge test for North Carolina. You know, can they yeah. be for real, put the game faces on, and, you know, get it to another? They're going to come out as favorites, you know, being the ranked team, you know, just coming off 18 of 18-point favorites. 18-point yes. favorites. Wow. I didn't, yeah. I didn't expect that. So a lot to prove uh, on the side of the Mountaineers. But, um should be an exciting matchup. Can't wait to hear um, what Sam Carter's got to say after this one. I mean, he's setting himself up for either ultimate glory next week or just uh, another week of uh, trauma and pain. But that's, I guess that's what college football does to you. Well, uh, well, turning to our uh, – I would, say, I would consider the best match of the week. Um, another classic game last year, Alabama-Texas, this time in Tuscaloosa in Bryant-Denny Stadium. Um, you know, a Texas team looking to get over the hump, um, sort of kind of been a fringe contender uh, the past few seasons. Um, you know, Sam, do you, do you envision any hope uh, for the Longhorns in this one? Um, I think it'll be a close game up until the end. I, I think that um, Alabama will just eventually find their, their Nick Saban groove and just mm-hmm. kind of take off with it, I think. I think that there will be some hope for Texas early, mm-hmm. but it'll it'll fade. Yeah, I mean, I think the Longhorns are extremely talented, but um, there's nothing like playing in an environment like that. Um, you know, this is going to be kind of their, I would say, warm up to the SEC. I don't, I mean, I'm not an SEC fan. I can't speak to the feeling. Um, you know, the, those SEC stalwarts hold towards the uh, new blood, um, but certainly, I think that uh, a rivalry could be brewing here. Um, in terms of two uh, historic powerhouses, uh, certainly Alabama in recent years, uh, squaring off. Um, so that's going to do it for week one of college football. 
exciting times. Um, biggest jump in the rankings, I, I got to say, is Duke. Um, but Florida State has also moved in that four spot. Um, so a lot of movement. Um, LSU goes down nine spots to 14. And then Clemson goes down 16 spots uh, to the 25. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to pick it on Sam, but uh, I think that's a little bit of a pity vote. I think that they, uh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter, but um, you know, they they're kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt, uh, given that 25 spot. Uh, well, moving on to baseball, um, you know, after all that drama, baseball kind of been in the background, but we're nearing October, and the Seattle Mariners still uh, tied first place at 77 to 60. Um, a really rough week, uh, you know, just taking some hard losses to the Mets. I mean, really close games against a team that you feel you should beat. Um, kind of stuck in neutral right now. I need to, you know, turn on the afterburners to finish on this home stretch. Um, I mean, just liking the spot we're in right now and just gearing up for a playoff run, hopefully. But, uh, you know, a lot of work to do uh, the rest of September. So, Sam, why don't you take us uh, through the Orioles week? Um, I mean – a kind of poor, well, actually, just a fine week for the Orioles. Uh, a loss to the White Sox, two and one against the D backs, and then a win last night against the Angels. Um, I mean, the stats look the same as they've looked all season. I don't even feel like reading them out. Um, it's a long season, man. It's, it's an even longer season to cover. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I mean, you know, you just kind of we're waiting. We're on. We're in the edge of October yeah. right now. Just can't right. wait I, to get it started. I'm, I am. I am eager to, to to change the subjects on baseball to the to the playoffs. Um. Yeah, we're getting close. Uh, watching those postseason races very closely, but unfortunately, we have no movement in the standings. They look the exact same in terms of the teams. Um. You know. Epic series uh, with the Braves and the Dodgers um, as, uh, you know, Mookie Betts and Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, vie for that NL MVP. Um, so, you know, exciting stuff there. I mean, I think it's got to go to Acuna just because of the crazy season he's having with the base stealing. Uh, maybe Mookie Betts is a little bit more well-rounded, but, um, you know, if you ask some people around Charlotte, they'll give you some words on that. Uh, but finally. Yeah, so I've heard. So I've heard. Uh, turning the NFL, uh, no preseason action this past week. Um, we got week one coming up, so uh, get your NFL jerseys ready on Sunday after you uh, get out of bed after that uh, Alabama-Texas game. Uh, we got the Panthers going to visit the Falcons, uh, the I-85 rivalry in the Jacksonville Jaguars, visiting the Colts, so two divisional matchups. I'm excited to get things underway, um, but uh, nothing to really to report there. So that is going to do it for this episode, Sam. You know, a lot of uh, – a lot of emotion display. Um, you know, I feel like, yeah. Sam, you kind of captured the attention. And, uh, you know, you stood in there and you held your ground. I mean, I, I got to give you credit. Um, you know, it must have been a, a tough feeling. You know, you're surrounded by uh, college football fans in doggy dogwood. And, oh, and the, to be the, the most annoying of them all. And to be a blaster like that, I mean, it's got to be very rough. Um, Here, here's a little anecdote. Okay. Here's a little anecdote from, from last night. So, I cut the game off early. Um, I'm going to bed, you know, and I hear a knock on my door. Um, I, I, I'm like, I know who it is. I'm like, I guess, you know, for his sake, I'll just, I'll just entertain him and give him what he wants. Mm-hmm. So I open the door and I, I push him around and he, he's making fun of me about the Clemson game. My door shuts.